0: dokie okie dokie okie dokie Doki, Doki. all right all right um welcome back to the podcast um today we are talking about demi lovato um it's kind of interesting so i'm not trying to not curse in the first 30 seconds for youtube so they don't get mad at me and demonetize me um which kind of sucks for the name of the podcast uh for what i named it because there's cursing in it, Um, but yeah, so welcome back to advice and shit, that's right, we already passed 30 seconds, you're welcome, Mm because I can look at a timer, Um, (laughs) so today we're talking about Demi Lovato and the fall of Demi Lovato, that's what I said previously at the end of the Taylor Swift episode, Um, so we're going to talk about Demi Lovato's new single called Skin of My Teeth, um, while also talking about their upcoming album Um, holy fuck and why it's not doing so well you know it's it's yeah the reasons behind why it could not be doing so well because um, they've already fallen from grace from the pop culture ways is the best way to put it right I guess all right Um, Make sure at the end of the episode to, you know, fill out the little interactive thing. If you're on Spotify, only if you're on Spotify, you can do a little interactive quiz where I I just ask you, like, your opinions. You can give me your opinions on what I have to say. If you agree, great. If you think, "Ah, dumbass, you don't know what you're talking about, great. You can put your opinion down there for me to look at. Congratulations. Um, If you're mean, you have every right to be. Will I read it? Maybe not. You know, maybe I'll just hold off to one day I really want to hate myself and then I'll read it. Now, to get into Demi's skin of my teeth music, I would like to start off and say that I am a fan of Demi Lovato. Like, well, also preemptively, let me just say that they recently changed their. Um, pronouns on Instagram to they, them, she, her. So I may flip between the two when I'm not paying attention or whatever. Um, Also, our drink for today is water. Grab yourself some water. Don't forget to hydrate, bitch. You gotta stay hydrated in these hot summers. You know, it's important. (sighs) Is it filtered? No, because my Brita filter was empty. So it's a little... It's tap water. She a little... She got a taste to her, but it's fine. It's fine, you know. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, I refilled my Brita filter. I know you were very concerned about that. Um, <laughs> So. Demi Lovato. Previously, their album... Now think about the album that they had for... um. dancing with the devil the art of starting over the album had a sort of like spiritual-esque like it was pop but at the same time a spiritual-esque you know a little more flowy you know sort of feel and the art to that album had the same way. It's it was kind of psychedelic a little bit hippie you know a little more flowy you know when old people call you um, sheeple, I'm sure that's exactly what they're thinking. They're thinking, oh, these sheeple over here being all psychedelic and flowy, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, that's, um, that was kind of what Demi's picture of her last album and the feel of her last album felt like. Okay, so keep that in mind. Now we jump. And now her new album is Holy Fuck. And the art for it is like this very punk, emo sort of feel. It's like she's sitting on a bed that's a cross shape with fire in the background. And she's wearing like a red leotard. And she's like strapped up or whatever. Very different feel. It's like a 180. I don't know if that's a 180 to you. But to me it feels like a 180. Like it's like, oh, I just got whiplash. What? you know, it's very different. It seems very, the imagery and the title of the album is very hard rock metal emo punk feel. And then we get the first song, Skin In My Teeth. I guess what it's not. Hard rock, punk, emo, Metal. It's none of those things. It's none of those things. Before you say, You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know punk. You don't know metal. I actually do enjoy that music genre. And from my experience listening to that genre, I would not classify The Skin of My Teeth, this song, as rock, as metal, or like punk, or anything like that. It just seems like... Pop music with an edge which is kind of disappointing when Demi's whole thing was when they revamped their whole Instagram, they deleted everything on their Instagram and the first thing that they posted was like I think um them and all of their friends are wearing black and the caption was like um a funeral for my pop career because she was going rock right and then she just started pumping out all of these like punk emo like esque sort of pictures like she's dressing that way and it it kind of kind of gave you whiplash you're like that seemed out of nowhere um and the reason it seemed out of nowhere is because you didn't see Demi grow into that. Not like you need to see, not like Demi needs to like take their time, you know, and, um, you know, take their time showing you who they are so you can grow with them. But like, if you're growing into that sort of style, like fashion wise or music wise, you would see a... Slow development and evolution of the of that person like for Miley Cyrus you know they were very poppy before previously but then they released an EP called She Is Coming and they she um you know Miley Cyrus had the Bangers album um and then she went a little more country you know when she was Liam but then she had She Is Coming the EP that was a little more a little more edge to it and then Miley Cyrus did covers of old rock music and then she released Midnight Sky which was more rock and it was great because Miley Cyrus was growing and evolving as a person and she let her fans into that evolution of herself and her music style so that her friends could follow and grow with her And they could also learn to like that music taste and grow with her. So it's not like Miley was leaving behind her fans and abandoning them. It was her friends grew, her friends, her fans grew with her. And their music taste grew with Miley's music taste. Because she let them in on what was, oh, I just whacked my microphone. Because she let them in on what was going on. Or how she was evolving as a person. That's how I see it. Miley did it in a very, in a very good sense. I feel like she, I think she did a great job. Demi's switch where she's trying to be very punk with her aesthetic, but her music doesn't match. It seems very forced. Now this could be compared to Taylor Swift's, reputation album where you know her reputation was ruined and so she used it as her album and you know she didn't come out all this like punk rock music you know but she um came out her music was still very poppy but like it very much addressed her reputation and her music had a Slight more edge to it. There was more of an edge to the pop music. And her outfits reflected that. The art, the visual art behind the album showed that slight edge. The slight edge that Taylor had grown and developed. And I think, you know, Taylor Swift had a very good. very very strong fan base Mm. so even though Taylor Swift was like I think she was like not on social media didn't talk to anybody for two years like she was off the face of the planet for two years she came back with a slight edge not a huge edge but a slight edge and her fans could get behind it Demi was very flowy psychedelic sort of music sense and then very impulsively switched to a very hard emo punk aesthetic but her music only had that slight edge to it and so I don't think it was I don't don't think the edge that's added to the music is too much for her fans to follow and enjoy it I think a lot of Demi's fans are confused and you may be thinking, well, how does that relate to this Advice and Shit podcast? How can I get any advice or learn anything from this celebrity's experience? I think when we as people don't clue people in on to maybe things that we're struggling with or... Um, How, you know, our ideals are changing as a person. If we don't, you know, tell people how our ideals are evolving, then when we do say, oh, yeah, this is what I believe. Let's say you start all the way at point A and you didn't let them in on any of your maybe changing of ideals as you move to, you know, point B. When you eventually get to point B and say, these are my ideals. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought just yesterday your ideals were point A. How did you get there? You know, um, I don't understand. Um, so then people can, in a way, it's easier for them to question, you know, your choices and how you came about those choices and beliefs it's easier for people to question it and think that you're not thinking things through because you didn't show them your thought process now people aren't obligated to your thought process but this is someone that you care about their opinion and you don't show them at all how you've come to this decision or you've come to this thought process it's the complete it's a 180 you know from psychedelic hippie, flowy to like emo, punk, you don't show them that transition, they may be like, I'm very confused and actually really concerned about you because I don't see what happened. I don't understand. So I think in general, when you do that in day to day life, it's easier for people to question your decision making skills because they don't, see how you got from A to B, didn't tell them the path you took so they don't understand It question, your um, decision making skills which in a way can make you feel invalidated and feel like you're not good at making decisions and invalidate the choices that you made because I think it's easier for us as an individual to like oh yeah well the points the path that i took along the way didn't matter um because this person is just saying you know what i did doesn't make sense well if you took them on the path that you went on then maybe it would make more sense maybe they wouldn't be questioning you so what i would say is that you don't have to let someone in on everything that you're thinking as you're making a decision but if you're if that's an opinion you care about and you don't let them in on how you're thinking along the way it's going to be harder to get them on board with what you're thinking for an example in my own life I went to um, college to go be a doctor as many people initially start off doing because their parents told them you're smart go be a doctor and then I realized I really like teaching, and I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to teach high school. I did a couple of education classes, and then I realized students are fucking annoying, and they're so entitled. No. So I went to grad school instead, and I'm getting a doctor in chemistry right now. But um, am be a professor. Still loving students, but I can kick someone out of my classroom. Whereas if I was teaching high school, I wouldn't be allowed to do that. So, you know. um. But I remember I struggled with that decision for, like, a whole year before I even told anybody. It's like I made all these plans and mapped out and, like, had this whole, like, internal argument with myself for a year. Didn't clue anybody in on how I was feeling or what I was thinking. So then when I actually finally told my parents, people who were like, you should go be a doctor, I was like, I want to be a teacher. They're like, "What? the what, what, where the fuck did this come from? And I was like, oh, well, you know, I just feel this way. And I'm like, since when? When have you been feeling this way? How you? Maybe you're just being, like, overly emotional. Are you sure? I, I, you know? No. You don't know. Think about it longer. How long have you been thinking about this? Think about it longer. And they didn't know I'd been thinking about that for over a year because I never clued them in on it because I felt like I had to figure everything out before I let anyone know what I was doing, which is also not great because if you're trying to figure everything out on your own before you let anybody in congratulations you're never going to let anybody in because things are never going to be fully finished and you're going to be very lonely and you're going to be very overwhelmed because you're going to feel very alone and wonder why no one's helping you and nobody's noticing that you need help but also at the same time you're not cluing anybody in on the fact that you do need help um because you don't want anyone to help you until you figured it out You know? Now, back to Demi Lovato. Let me tie this into the podcast. Let's go back to Demi Lovato. Um, The main point is that a lot of Demi's fans did not see that transition. Demi used to, after Disney Channel, and I think near the end of her Disney Channel era, where she was on Sunny with a Chance, her music had... A little more of an edge to it. It was. It wasn't rock. But people were saying, "Oh, she could be like a rock, you know, artist," because her pop music had that slight edge to it. Even then, when she was really young, and so people were saying, "Some," I think people could say, "This has been Demi the whole time. You know what you're talking about." But it's a slight edge to pop music. It's not metal. It's not punk music it's a slight edge it's not she's not putting it in the right genre it's the genre it's the bad beige genre not everybody can be on the roster and she's not on the roster for metal or rock music because her music isn't that if you look at Miley Cyrus's Midnight Sky album the ones that are more rock are so different. The style, the style of the music itself is so different. That's how you know it's a different genre. Okay, so yeah, I think Taylor Swift had a very strong fan base, and I think not that Demi ball doesn't have a strong fan base, but I think her fan base is very confused. Because the music is pop with a slight edge. Like what Demi used to have. Which is authentic. That seems authentic. But then the imagery seems so much, quote unquote, darker than that. More edgy than that. That it's confusing. And maybe people are concerned. I think Demi said in an interview recently, she like... She's just enjoying that she's pissing people off. Oh no, she's she said, I'm just being my authentic self and I don't care if that pisses people off. Which is, you know, that's great. That's good. You should be your authentic self. That's the whole point. I think where a lot of her fans are concerned is that they're worried that she's not being her authentic self. Because if we go back to the documentaries that Demi made... When she was doing her different albums, the documentary that she made when she was doing Dancing with the Devil, The Auto Starting Over, she said she spent so much more time on this album than any other album because of COVID that she thought this album really grew and developed. It was like not just a child. It grew into like its teenage years. It was her most authentic album is what she said. And it felt very authentic it felt it it was a great album and then like afterwards she didn't promote the album a lot and she just kind of dropped it just like how she dropped that tv show that she was on she was on a tv show they filmed the pilot i think she was supposed to be a pregnant baker or something on it um and then she just quit it she just dropped it um, it's like, she has all these projects and then she was interested in them and she just drops them. Um, which is fine. Those are like hobbies, but like this is your job. So that's like, not great. Um, and what, what, another thing I'll say is that all of Demi's previous albums, even the ones that were pop with an edge to them, Demi seemed to very she seemed content at peace if not sometimes happy i don't want to you know put someone's feelings and say oh they were happy at this time frame because obviously from the documentaries Demi was struggling and she wasn't the most happy but baseline she seemed content or at peace and i feel like dancing with the devil are starting over we saw an even greater like like being at peace sense that we got from that documentary and we got from that album and this album just seems fucking pissed off this album just seems angry and I think that's why it seems so inauthentic and forced because it seems like Demi's just trying to piss people off to get people to talk about them um which is kind of how it relates to reputation, except that Taylor Swift did not seem. I started liking Taylor Swift after Reputation, actually, because she didn't seem angry. She seemed confident, like it was like a confident, confident like yeah. So what? Whereas Demi's seems like a very angry like I'm pissed off at you and everyone that is the vibe from the interviews that she's giving that's the vibe from the music well not exactly the music but from like the aesthetic the music the lyrics behind skin of my teeth you know like she's lucky to be alive from her overdose that is true she has been through a lot of traumas in her life she has which a lot of traumas would really affect somebody and could make it really hard to regulate their emotions if they weren't in therapy Demi's talked about how they've been in therapy a lot If you're watching this on YouTube, ignore the boxes behind me. I'm moving and I'm trying to pack. Demi's talked about before how they've been through a lot of therapy. Like, what is their song, Daddy Issues? They talk about how, like, this guy makes them want to, like, um, forget all the therapy they've been through or something. Um, So we know that Demi's been through a lot of therapy therapy should help them be able to regulate their emotions better so it's not so angry like they're angry at everything and blaming everybody else you know um, I don't know how to say this without probably going to piss somebody somebody off Um, but in Skin of My Teeth she talks about um, how it's a disease addiction is a disease which is why California sober doesn't fucking work dumbass like I don't know I don't really know what else to say cause even in her documentary people, other celebrities That really supported Demi. They were like, I cannot believe it. She's doing this California sober. That's not going to work. That's not what sober is. That's not how sober works. And that's not going to work for you. Obviously, it didn't work for Demi. And. I mean, when Demi. Started out. After they stopped being completely sober. They just drank in general. We listened to Dancing with the Devil. We watched this documentary. It was she was just drinking at first. A little bit. In moderation. And since addiction is a disease. And perhaps drinking is a trigger for her. To lead her further down to worse drugs. She did worse drugs. And then she OD'd. She has obviously the trauma from the OD. Of course, there would be trauma from the um, S.A. that w- that happened with her drug dealer after she OD'd. Um, of course, that would be traumatic. And I'm not trying to invalidate that. Um, but... Um. And I think people, most people, were very understanding of that. Because even in Demi's song, Skin of My Teeth, like, she's lucky to be alive. Just go easier on her. I don't think people are mad at Demi or even irritated with Demi because of the drug thing. I think people were like, California sober, that is not going to work hold yourself accountable. I think that was the issue here and has been the issue here is the impulsi- impulsivity that Demi has and the refuse and refusing to take accountability for any of her actions has led to people kind of turning their backs on her if we think about it because Like, shit, like, I, (laughs) Mm. she talked about California sober. People were like, Demi, you can't do that. You don't have to be on a crazy sugar diet like your previous management had you on. But, like, drinking and smoking weed, you probably shouldn't be doing that, you know, when, especially when, we overdosed on was weed that was laced so just for safety reasons maybe you shouldn't be doing that I don't know like (laughs) I don't know I think it's kind of crazy um so I'm not trying to at all blame Demi for having an addiction or overdosing But not changing your actions after having serious consequences to those actions is not good. Because by not changing your actions after something terrible happened and you're just repeating the same thing again, why would you expect a different outcome? If people are giving you crap for that, I don't think people should go easier on you for that personally because i think people that are doing it care that you stay alive now if people are giving you crap for other things like fucking frozen yogurt no that's just you taking your frustrations that you have for something else and putting it other people and that's not okay That's not good. We're not doing that. Now, I have some things from Reddit that I'm going to read um, about Demi's uh, frozen yogurt fiasco. But before we get into that, let's just talk about the views for Skin of My Teeth. Demi Lovato's new single. It came out 16 hours ago, and the views are 552... Wait, 524,000. Those are shitty views right there. And then the day it debuted, she went on Jimmy Fallon. Again, 16 hours ago. Um, she had, Jim, Jimmy Fallon has 202,000 views. Also not great. There's expected to be that slight difference between live performance and the music video. However, those are terrible views for a music video. Those are like so bad. Because if we think about this, it's not like an up-and-coming artist. This is Demi fucking Lovato. A very well-established music artist. Why are her views so low? I think it's a combination of her fans being confused on what she wants and kind of being concerned and maybe not wanting to support this these kind of actions she's having or it's people being like there are consequences to your actions you know you aren't taking your health seriously and you're trying to close small businesses during COVID and I'm not going to watch your stuff anymore be a combination of the two um and so she has very low views 16 hours and she hasn't hit a million views she has 17.7 million subscribers on youtube she doesn't have a million views now let's think about this i remember when harry styles if you were a one direction fan harry styles was a big name but if you weren't a one direction fan You may not know him. So during his fine line album, as it was being released, you know, I think people would say that watermelon sugar was like his biggest debut single. Um, It finally like hit like top of the charts or whatever, and I think it really solidified him as a larger artist. But before then, he was still a a big artist because of One Direction, but he wasn't like established as a like individual artist. So at the time You know Demi Lovato was a more established Artist right when Watermelon Sugar came out. I remember I was watching it. I was in the I wasn't I wasn't watching it. I was sitting there waiting for it to release I was watching the countdown and there was already a million people in there with me watching the countdown hadn't even started yet. And Demi fucking Lovato, who's been in the music industry longer, who's known about things longer, she's more well established. She at least she should be. Half a million views after sixteen hours. That's not good. That's not good at all. That's terrible. I think that really shows that this is the fall of Demi Lovato. I I don't know if it was the yogurt thing that really threw people over the edge. People were really pissed about that. But I don't think Demi Lovato has as much support either because of their... I've read Narcissistic. I don't want to say that they're narcissistic, but I've read... People say that on Reddit. Um, but those tendencies and inability to take accountability for their own actions and just to better themselves like, take accountability and just better yourself, you know, and stop being a victim. Everything's wrong. Everything is done to me instead of maybe my actions led me to this. And that's not like addiction is a disease. Yes, but there are actions and responsibility and accountability that you can take to, um, you know, help yourself. And she's not doing that. And I think that's where a lot of people are frustrated. So now let's read the things from Reddit because I thought they were interesting. Okay, let me pull them up. Okay. Now. Let me see. I thought this one was very good because I think we can also kind of learn from it. It's that, so this is, um, this was like a year ago that this was posted. And it said, it's that sweet victim mentality that absolves yourself of any moral responsibility you had in the relationship so that you don't have to be bad for being a shitty partner or having to acknowledge that reality. I think this was in um, relation to like, their breakup maybe um, with their fiance but yeah just like you never you don't have to take accountability or hold yourself responsible for anything if you're constantly the victim so um, let me find the prompt sorry apparently I'm less prepared than I thought I was Okay, so here's something, which goes into the idea of her California sober affecting her fan base. A year ago, this person said, yeah, I was a big fan of hers until I found out that she revealed that she's drinking in moderation. I'm in recovery myself and don't understand how any addict can just decide to use in moderation. Unless they are secretly just spiraling back out of control. They don't go, they don't go from, oh, sorry. You don't go from her supposed level of addiction to being able to moderate yourself. You just don't. I want to like and fully support her, but she just sets off so many alarm bells in my head. Yeah. I think, yeah. That is a very good one. Um, um, another person said that, I really want to like her and be on her side after everything she's been through, but she always misses the mark. She's fighting for worthwhile and important issues, but always targets the wrong people. I still remember when she kept shading Taylor Swift after Taylor donated legal fees to Kesha during her SA trial. This all happened during Taylor's political silence and Demi kept tweeting that she'll only be impressed if Taylor speaks up or take it to Capitol Hill. She also got mad at some fans' fan art. The fan drew Demi Lovato as a mermaid. Demi got angry because the mermaid's waist was too small and was not accurate representation of her body. Like, I get it, but also she literally has a tail in the drawing of course it's not real <laughs> yeah i think i think it's just sad because i think a lot of people want to support her but it's just being coming really difficult and a, some a lot of fans think maybe she should have spent mean, you should have taken more time after her overdose and really like gone through therapy and done the work and learned how to like take accountability for the things that she is accountable for. Um, This person had said, I just think she came back way too fast. I wish she had taken the time to self-reflect and fight off her demons instead of blaming everyone but herself and expecting the world to adjust to her. It's inspirational that she's sharing her experiences and being an advocate for ED, substance abuse and OD But her constantly talking about it when it's very obvious that she's in the middle of battling them. She's constantly going to get triggered and randomly lash out about it. I can't imagine what she's gone through. But it seems like being in the spotlight isn't helping her heal. So. Which I think is something someone said that like. Demi does these impulsive things to heal themselves. But... because they want to heal and they think this next thing they're doing is going to help them heal but it doesn't seem like that's what's it doesn't seem like that's working Another person said, right, like her inability to apologize and admit that she's wrong isn't just an asshole move, but it shows a lack of growth. She wants the whole world to change for her, and Demi has some fucking nerve trying to offer to help them advertise better, like leave these people alone. This was the yogurt incident. Demi Lovato went to get frozen yogurt, and they had sugar-free cookies at the register. And Demi Lovato was very triggered by, that's when that other person talked about um, by not fully healing and fully doing the work to like you know, heal herself and her mind and be okay, you know she's going to get triggered by things mm-hmm. she maybe came back too fast she saw these sugar free cookies at the register and um, you know blew up Um, on social media about it saying that they're advertising diet culture and she like gave the name of this small mom and pop shop this small shop in the middle of COVID and was saying like go attack this shop leave bad reviews um, and was encouraging her fans to go and attack this shop because they were you know trying to um, entice uh, like diet culture when in fact some people maybe they're diabetic or maybe they are trying to lose weight want sugar free items they want things that taste good without sugar in them or people who need like gluten free things or whatever like it was a very it was a mom and pop shop that was like had a diverse spread of food which is so hard to come by honestly because if you're going to a small shop that's not like a chain they to don't have a very big like dispersity of like options for you to have if you have a dietary restriction so like this mom and pop shop had that that was really impressive and demi took that as um diet culture and sent her fans to go and attack this mom and pop shop and then when people were like hey that's really fucked up don't do that demi you can't just get if you get triggered about that, maybe don't go out to get Yo. You know, don't go out for dessert. Order in. I don't know. Like, Or just take more time to heal. I don't know. Um, definitely don't send your fans and people to go hate on a restaurant. That's not how you do it. Um, and as a result, and he was like, well, I could help them with their advertising so that they could advertise it better to not trigger people. Who is going to want your help now that you've shit all over them? Nobody. Just take responsibility. I feel like that would mm, go better for you. So. That was the fall of Demi Lovato. How she fell from pop music industry grace. As getting not great views. I wish I had those kinds of numbers and those kinds of views. But for... The celebrity that she is, those are not good views. I think it's a reflection of how this new era is not gonna fix the problems that were still there. The problems are still there. This new punk era isn't gonna fix it. This punk era just seems like Demi being pissed about everything. And, once again, not taking accountability. And I think it's just going to ruin her more. She's not pulling it like a Taylor Swift, a reputation, that's for sure. Um, so, that is it for this week. Um, what are we talking about next week? Uh, I think we're going to be talking about... We're going to be diving more into taking accountability. Um, we're talking about Tana Mojo. So... Um, I will see you then. Um, Bye.